Do you get nervous just at the idea of someone asking you a question in Spanish because you're not sure if you're going to be able to answer? Or maybe you've had this actually happen to you before where you've been in a conversation and you completely froze and you blanked out because you couldn't think of what to say. Well, if that's the case, trust me, you are not alone. I think this is an experience that all language learners go through. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm bringing you a story of one of the members of our community, and she's going to share exactly how she was able to overcome her fear of speaking Spanish and gain confidence instead of constantly being nervous about having conversations in Spanish. So I know you will enjoy this episode and make sure you stick around until the end. I do have a special opportunity I'm going to share with you that is only available this week. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 151. Welcome to episode 151 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I interview Danny, who is a member of our Spanish Fluency Club. So she's been a part of our community here at Spanish Con Salsa. And she really struggled when she first joined to have some consistency in her Spanish learning. And she also was very nervous about speaking Spanish. So in this conversation, we talk about how she was able to develop a habit of incorporating Spanish into her daily life, as well as gain some confidence in speaking the language and just getting comfortable in her own skin um, in another language. So I know that uh, you will find this conversation interesting and engaging. Uh, Danny has great energy and she also just shares uh, a lot of great jewels about how she was able to overcome some of her own hurdles with learning the language that I know will definitely help you uh, regardless of where you are on your journey to Spanish fluency. So uh, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode, because if you're interested in joining Danny and others in our community, I'll be telling you a little bit more about that. We do have a special opportunity only for this week. So if you're listening to this in April 2022, when this episode first comes out, uh, but even if you're not, if you catch this episode a little bit later, still stick around because you'll find out uh, how you can join our wait list uh, if you are interested. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Danny. Hola, Danny. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, Tamara. Estoy bien. I wanted to say muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I wanted to talk to you about your progress because I remember when you first joined, I know that, you know, you had some things that you were working on and I've kind of seen you week after week in the community posting, making progress consistently. And so I just wanted to hear from you because sometimes, you know, people hear me, they think, oh, well, she's been doing this forever and how will I get there? But hearing from someone like you who's still in the process and you might be, you know, a couple steps ahead of someone or right where someone else is that's listening. So I wanted you to share your experience. So if you could start out, just explain to us, just tell us a little bit about you 
And what interested you in learning Spanish in the first place? So I will call myself a lifelong student. I like to study things and I'm probably slow about doing it, but so I have many interests. But let's just talk about learning Spanish. I danced as a kid and I did that until about my young to my early 20s. And then I had a long pause where I wasn't really dancing much and an interest in salsa dancing got me excited about the possibility of dancing again. I started listening to a mixtape or a mix CD that a friend sent. And then um, I started listening to the music in Spanish and my attention started turning to the music. I started becoming more interested in that. So then while listening, I decided to start practicing the language. I had never really learned Spanish in school. I decided to study French instead. So I started doing what a lot of people do, got on Duolingo. I think it was new at the time. Did some lessons with that in Mingo languages. Became obsessed with listening to Mark Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) This all sounds very Um, familiar to me, by the way. (laughs) Yes. I actually saw him in concert a couple of times, too. So my love of salsa music just took over. So I, I spent a lot of time listening to music in Spanish salsa. Then I probably started listening to other styles like bachata and reggaeton. I eventually started taking Zumba classes. So there's always music in Spanish there. Even became an instructor, but I don't teach much. But anyway, oh, so. I didn't know you were a Zumba instructor. <laughs> Let me find out. <laughs> Go on pause. Yes. So all of that to, to just say, I um, I have a sister who's fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, and I watched her learn the language, have opportunities to travel around the world for work and for pleasure, and be able to speak and translate for friends and family who traveled with her. And that got me excited about learning even more. So a couple of years ago, I, I asked her to start teaching me what she tutor me in Spanish or teach me and I can't remember the year right now but at the end of the year maybe August of that year she started with I think we did two six-week sessions together she gave plenty mucha mucho tarea mucha tarea y proyectos entonces I had a lot of fun because my sister focused more on culture and language. So it was very interesting to get to know more about specifically Latin American culture and Afro-Latin culture and that interest and working on projects and learning the language in a more inclusive way pushed me further. Then I found Tamara. (laughs) How did I find Tamara? I was on YouTube looking at how I could learn how to pronounce ere okay. properly. <laughs> and that led me to find Spanish con salsa. And the name itself drew my attention because I've been listening to salsa music. And I mean, years ago, I would write out lyrics and translate them and read them and learn them and study them. And now I'm like, oh, I can learn through music. So I started listening to the podcast and maybe I bought um, the course learn Spanish with music but by the following January one session with Tamara and on goal setting 
pretty much changed how I started studying Spanish. And I, I had no chance to say no. There was a window of time to join the community. It was that window of time where I felt the sense of urgency. It was aligned with um, my studies with my sister. And I just, I joined and I spent the probably the first month just learning how to set realistic goals and get in tune with learning the language in a more fun way, in an easier way than just translating or playing on, on Duolingo or just it was it was more interactive for me because with the group I had an opportunity to study the lessons online on my own. I also had the opportunity to work in the groups, um, the group lessons. I remember my first few sessions with Hael from Nicaragua. She was really um, fun and kind and encouraging. I was very nervous at first, but once I got used to things, it just became more fun for me. And then we would have the group sessions with you. And those were nice, too, because we could check in with each other on setting goals or maybe there was a specific focus you would have. So over time, there's so much here, but I built a habit of letting this be fun. One, um, with the goal setting, I learned to study something every day. That was the biggest change for me in learning the language was to study every day and even to create tiny habits which is, you know, the things you do when you're the most tired or when you're low on energy or time. So maybe it's five minutes of vocabulary or five minutes of listening to a song or three minutes. <laughs> or sometimes, you know, just sometimes I'll translate a text message in Spanish. So That's a good <laughs> idea. Simple. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that you mentioned the, well, well first, there's so much in that. Um, so thank you for sharing all that. And I know that somebody listening is saying, that's me. That's exactly me. And, you know, I think the, the part about goal setting is really interesting because a lot of people think like, oh, you know, goal setting, you know, I know how to set goals and they may do it for other areas of life, whether it's career or studying something for school specifically. But when it comes to actually learning something on our own that we want to do, that we're passionate about, Somehow we think that goal setting makes it too, I don't know, either too strict or that it's no longer fun if we set goals or that uh, it's not necessary or we just need to follow a program that someone else has. But for me and why we why we do things the way we do is because, you know, I realize as a language learner and also with um, having people come into the community that a lot of people are just like, well, tell me what to do, you know, tell me what to do. And I'm like, OK, well. I can tell you what to do, but I need to know something about you first, right? What, why are you learning Spanish? What do you want to learn? What is your goal? Because if somebody, for example, tells me they want to pass an exam, right? So because they want to move or get a job, it's very, very different than someone who like you is like, oh, I'm a Zumba instructor. I want to travel the world. I want to have fun. I want to dance. I want to meet people. Those are two very, very different goals, which will lead us down two very, very different paths in terms of how you learn, what you learn. And I also like that you mentioned having fun, you know, because again, a lot of people, I think if our first experience with language was in school, like an academic setting, we may or may not have a positive <laughs> association with language learning. And, you know, my goal is always to take people from learning the language to speaking the language, right? 
is there's a lot of apps and programs and we can, I think in this era, you know, we are overloaded with information. And I think it's almost like there's too many options, especially with Spanish. There's like so many things you could possibly do, but you have to find the thing you connect with. Um, and that's what keeps you motivated. So can you talk a little bit about how you were able to build up this habit? Because I think for most people, they struggle to be consistent. It's like, well, I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't, you know, I haven't had a conversation in three months or I remember some Spanish, but then I forgot it. I'm a little rusty because I haven't practiced in a while. So talk about like how you establish a habit and how, how you've seen your ability to speak Spanish change since you were able to implement that every day. So I'm still a student and I think the biggest tool is my my weekly planner. I actually purchased one and then I think I got one with the membership. But however, the weekly planner from Spanish Consulsa had a little trouble using it at first. No, I don't want to be told what to do and sticking to habits isn't necessarily my forte. However, the weekly planner was set up so that every week at the beginning of the week, and for me it was Sundays or maybe the end of the previous week, whichever, I would set my goals, my metas for La Semana um, coming up. So I would, at the top of the, the book, I would put my goals for the week and then it, there were different sections where I could put what am I doing for vocabulary, if anything, in my what am I doing for a conversation practice, um, grammar? So that helps me to see on paper what my plan would be. <laughs> we also, I'm not the best at using this, but the we have a, um, with Spanish Council, so there is a an Excel spreadsheet. So the goal setting workshops plus the spreadsheet where we're writing our goals for everyone to see. Those two things plus the plan, the, the weekly planner helped me. I'm also not the best at having an accountability partner. However, I do recognize the value of that. <laughs> so for me, part of the accountability was also on that schedule, adding time to work one-on-one -on -one with the teachers. <laughs> And that was that was highly beneficial for so many reasons, because in the wisest way, a teacher will say at the end of the course, next time we'll t we'll work on that. And the minute they say that now, my brain is like, uh oh, I should get ready for next time. <laughs> I'll be real that that's a technique that actually works. So doing this with others was a significant yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the accountability partner thing too, because I know a lot of people, you know, especially it depends on our personality, right? Um, some people are very um, introverted. Some people just kind of feel, look, I'm smart. I can figure this out on my own. I don't need somebody, right? And um, we did uh, an episode before, and I actually had a quiz on the website um, if anybody's interested in checking it out. But it's, you know, what is your language learning type? Right. And so we talked about like different characteristics. How do you approach learning? How do you approach learning language uh, particularly? And one of the more popular ones besides perfectionist, which is one of the <laughs> ones that happens a lot too, but that's a whole other story, um, is the loner. Right. And this is somebody who's just like, I'm going to just learn the language in my own little bubble. I don't really need people. I'm, I'm, I'm really smart and capable. I figured out other things in my life. So I really don't need, you know, like help. Right. And, and it, it almost is like when you're a loner, um, you just kind of feel like you don't need people. Right. Um, especially during, I think, 
throughout the past few years, the state that the world's been in, people have just gotten used to being by themselves. Some people like it more than others. But I think this approach of like trying to do it all and do it all on your own doesn't really work with many things in life and definitely not learning a language because a language is designed for communication. That's the purpose of a language. So if you're doing this internal exercise where you're reading books and, you know, high-fiving yourself because you're getting gold stars on apps and stuff like that, I mean, that can be gratifying. And I think that people, you know, you have to start somewhere. So I'm not like bashing. I, I love like some of the programs you mentioned, like I've tried some of the, I don't have any problems with it, but if we want to get to the point where we are fluent in the language, it means that we have to speak it, right? I always say languages that are not spoken are called dead languages, right? When's the last time you heard someone speaking, I don't know, Sanskrit, um, outside of like maybe some mantras in a yoga class, right? Or when's the last time you heard someone speaking Latin, right? Which is the basis for like Latin languages, right? Latin America, you have French, you have Spanish, you have Portuguese, but no one speaks Latin. Latin is only an academic uh, language that's written and it's probably in your biology textbook, but no one's speaking Latin. So it's considered dead. Spanish actually is one of the spoken dialects that came out of Latin, but no one speaks Latin. So if you don't speak a language, it's going to die in your brain. It'll begin. And some, some of us have never even brought it to life because it's like this personal pet project that we have or this little side interest that we're afraid to bring out into the world. And with language, you know, like I said, it that only works up into a point, if at all. And you really do need to, at some point, communicate with other humans beyond texting too, right? Like, um, I think a, a lot of people get involved in that too. Oh, I can text someone in Spanish. And I was like, okay, that's great. I saw the story. I, I had uh, someone I met. I don't even remember how I met them, but like, I was like, I want to practice my Spanish. We would text back and forth in Spanish. And then we got on the phone and they were like, Okay, habla español. I was like, mm, I'm nervous. And they're like, but you text like a native speaker. Why don't you want to speak? Because I was terrified, right? I was like, but you're going to judge me because I'm not going to pronounce the words right. And so I think it's something we all do, which is why, you know, we really try to push people to get out of their comfort zone and why I have the amazing team that I have. I always brag about my team because I think they're just amazing. Yes. Like raise the roof for because they are just so kind and and just high energy and just make you feel comfortable. Even if you're uncomfortable, by the end of a conversation with them, you will be comfortable because you cannot stay in that state when you're talking to one of our coaches. Like, it's just not even possible. Uh, even there's days like when I don't even feel, I'm like, oh, we're having meetings and, you know, I get on on the a call with my team and they just give me life because everyone is so dynamic just and, and it's an all female team right now still I keep it wasn't intentional but it's kind of cool you know but yeah so so you do have to at some point right communicate with people and so so how has an accountability partner specifically helped you because I know it's one thing to kind of have your goals and do the check-in and get used to that process but how is like relying on other people like as you know peers that you have learning with you how has that helped you I'll say tremendously. Again, I'm not the best with that. As a matter of fact, I've just become more open to it just because of my own personal experiences. You mentioned perfectionism and the loner type. I'm somebody who recently found out that she she has ADHD. So as somebody with ADHD, being a perfectionist or trying to do things on their own and trying to figure things out, it's something that I did a lot throughout my life. I tried to compensate, you know, and I was isolated a lot. So I just got used to doing things on my own and thought that was great. 
But there are a lot of things that have happened and in, in joining this group is one of them where, again, I'm still getting used to having an accountability partner, but I went from being nervous in a group setting to being challenged. When I would see a specific colleague or, or fellow learner talk about all the ways they were able to increase their vocabulary or the things they would do within the group or offline, it started to be exciting. Or every now and then I might join a group and I'm there and I'm nervous and I'm, I'm jotting down new words that I've learned just in us conversing with one another. And then I found myself also teaching (laughs) new words that, you know, or reinforcing um, even because I tend to pull words from songs, too. So (laughs) there's that. But it's just inspiring. It's, It's also great to see familiar faces. So over time we start to become familiar with each other and we remember things about each other. I can say, oh, this person, I see your cat there. Where is she? <laughs> Donde esta tu cata? <laughs> or, you know, we, we, we start to be, become familiar with each, with each other. And so there's that, there's that community aspect. So accountability is not just, did you learn these words today? Or it's being able to communicate about not just in a language, but we're communicating with each other about ourselves. So that's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, the thing you said about just getting that familiarity, I think is so important. And I think a lot of people have this experience where if they're a little savvy and maybe they've learned other languages uh, or somebody just tells them, hey, like, oh, I'm one of these apps, right? And look for a language exchange partner. Mostly, and especially a lot of the females, right, that um, I work with, they say that sometimes those apps can be like dating apps. It's like, I didn't sign up for Tinder. I want to practice Spanish, but they get a, mi amor, you know, con mi corazón. And they get these messages that aren't necessarily what they're looking for. Now, maybe some people are, but if you are, chances are maybe that's not the way to go about it. But that's a whole other story. But yeah, so having that safe space, I think, is so important because when you're already nervous about something, it can be almost impossible to start doing it when you don't feel safe, when you don't feel supported, when you don't feel that camaraderie. And also being able to see that other people are struggling with the same things you are. That's not something you're going to get with an app or learning a course on your own. And it's not something you'll get from just keeping it all in your head as a thought experiment, right? Like, you, I know other people are, are struggling with, but it's a way different experience to actually talk to that person. And you guys can share and talk about, oh man, you know, I'm trying to learn a subjunctive. This doesn't make any sense to me. This is so hard. I don't understand this. And being able to have that connection to me is so important. Is one of the main reasons why, you know, I, I've been so avid about having this community the way it is, even though it's hard, right? It's hard to keep community going, I to keep people engaged, but I know it works, right? From my own experience, from people that I've worked with, from from you, Danny, it's just every time I see it and I see you guys making progress and it makes me smile. It makes me keep going. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're getting it. I see your check-ins every week and I'm like, she's still at it, right? So your consistency inspires other people and also inspires me and helps me kind of keep going and see, well, what do I need to do more of? What can we do better? Because we're always trying to improve. But those connections are really important. I always tell people, look, don't rely on me. I mean, I, I have some answers. Our team has answers. But you guys are the ones who are in the trenches doing this now. There may be something that has come out that 
I don't know about because I'm not a, like a, a beginner Spanish learner anymore. And you might have some ideas that you can actually contribute to the community and to each other. So I think that's also the value of it, uh, that instead of always relying on experts or going, oh, I need to find a native speaker, right? Because I think there's a big bias towards that in language learning. I have to talk to a native speaker, which of course, yes, right? That helps a lot. But there's still value in even just practicing the language with other learners like you. Even if you got, oh, your pronunciation isn't perfect, you're making mistakes, but did you understand each other, right? So did you connect? Are you connecting in Spanish? Well, then you're speaking Spanish. Muy bien. No hay problema, right? So there's a time and place for everything. But I think when you have all of it together, it really, really works because it's a full system. You're integrated with like who you are, what your personal goals are, actually connecting with real humans and not just you know, oh, I learned a new verb conjugation today. Yay me, right? <laughs> Which is cool, right? But, you know, it's not the same. It's way different than the experience of developing fluency. So I have another question for you. So you mentioned, too, about ADHD, being, being diagnosed with ADHD. And this is actually, like, a topic very near and dear to me because I also, as an adult, female, a few years ago was diagnosed with inattentive um, ADHD, and I had no idea, right? But I think that what you talked about, some of the things we do because we didn't know, and it's like, well, you're hiding because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's I'm, I'm chaos and no one can know about this, right? But I do think also it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think for me, it's why music worked for me for learning Spanish. If you have any learning differences, uh, and if you're listening to this and you you feel like you have ADHD tendencies, right? Like people say that all the time, but it, it actually is a real thing. It's not just, oh, we have cell phones and they're buzzing and we're all distracted. No, it is an actual thing, right? It is a way that your brain works, uh, re regardless of technology. And you need to be highly interested and engaged to get something done. It's just a requirement. If something is boring, you flat out won't do it, right? And so I think it's interesting you mentioned that because for me, I think it's probably why I also gravitated to learning with music and then and dancing because it was like this whole integrated experience where I wasn't thinking about my deficiencies. It was like I'm I'm fully embodied in this moment right now. No one can tell me anything. There's no there's no issues anymore. And you mentioned that it's like I think that I might talk about that because I've been meaning to talk about it on the podcast actually. But I was like, well, I don't know if anyone's really interested in this, but I think it, there might be more people than I know that would be interested on, uh, in this because I do think ADHD, language learning for ADHD is like a very specific thing. And it's probably why also our system works for you because it was designed by somebody who has a similar brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. yeah, so I, I think that's something I might explore. So I don't know. If, you got, if you're listening to this and you want to know more about it, DM me on Instagram, learn Spanish con salsa or email us, whatever it is, because it is a topic I know a lot about, but I just figured no one was interested. But anyway, side note, tangent. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know you're not alone. So I have like a few more questions for you, then I'm going to let you go because I know you're a busy woman. First, I was going to ask you, what would you say to a beginner, right? Or someone who may be listening to this and they maybe they've been listening to a podcast. Maybe they did, did like you. They, they've been on Duolingo. They've listening to some songs. They've been kind of dabbling around some of my other favorite language learning type, the dabbler. <laughs> they've been dabbling, right? And they really don't feel like they're making consistent progress. What would you say is the number one thing, a uh, piece of advice that you would give them to change right now if they want to make progress faster? I would say join Spanish Consulsa. So that's an easy one, right? 
But the first thing means is to stop and make a commitment. You want to learn if you really want to learn, make a commitment to yourself. The minute I made that commitment to myself, I went from thinking I'm going to start learning with my sister in January and we got all the way down to August and she said, I thought you wanted to do this. And then I had to stop everything and get started. And it made it easy. Things progressed and joined. So by the time it it was uh, Spanish Consulsa membership was open, it was an easy yes. One of um, the coaches, Eugenia specifically, I think the last time I I was in a class, she said, start speaking right away. (laughs) And I agree with that. When I go to La Tienda, sometimes I'm very nervous and I don't speak. I I get scared, but there's so many opportunities to speak um, online, in person, especially if you already hear the language being spoken and you recognize it. But I agree with her. Speak right away. (laughs) Don't don't wait till you learn five sentences because most people can learn. Hola, como esta? (laughs) You can. Yeah, I always tell people that too. I say, say what you know, even if you know Half of the sentence, Spanglish it out, depending on who you're talking to, right? They'll get it, right? Just just start somewhere. Start with what you know. Start with what's in your brain already. You you probably know more than you think, but you've never tried to pull it out. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. What would you say is the biggest change you've you've noticed in your Spanish since you've joined? Like so if you can remember about how long ago you joined, I think you said January. And so what's the biggest change you've seen uh, or biggest improvement you've seen in your Spanish since you've been like fully committed and all in? The biggest thing I saw was, I think that it was December. I met with Kessia, <laughs> Coach Kessia. She was brilliant. I was like unsure whether to continue. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my God, I have no choice but to continue because I understood her completely she understood me. We were dialoguing mostly in Spanish. And I couldn't believe that I had learned so many words and could form sentences without feeling nervous. So I think the biggest improvement was being calmer, speaking Spanish, mistakes and all without so much anxiety, with much less anxiety and starting to, I'm adding so much, but now, some of the songs I started listening to 10 years ago, now when I hear them, they sound different because I understand more of the, oh, this is in the preterite or the past tense preterite. Or, so I'm understanding more of the lyrics that I hear. And sometimes even songs that I'm hearing now that I, I'm not, they're in the background. When I actively listen, then I start to, it's almost like a puzzle <laughs> being solved. So podcasts even, I listen and Maybe I don't understand everything, but I'm understanding so much more. And commercials, I'm starting to understand them more. So having that understanding and feeling more confident that the more attention I put into it, which I have control over, the more I will learn. The more I get back into the community, (laughs) the more commitment I make, the, the more it benefits me. So. Okay, Danny, ¿puedes compartir con los oyentes del podcast cuál es tu canción favorita? Mi canción favorita está El Contonte de Héctor Lavoe y Marc Anthony. Y es una canción de salsa, ¿verdad? Sí, de, sí. Salsa. Me, me encanta esa canción también. ¿Tienes una palabra o frase favorita en español? Quizás valió la pena y valió la pena. 
Ah, sí. Vale la pena. Valió la pena porque significa que it's like, it was worth it, it's worth it. Sí, es una frase muy común. Muy común. ¿Y por qué te gusta esa frase? Quizás esta frase es muy importante para mí porque a veces no me siento muy um, bien en mi vida. Ok, entonces hay una canción que recuerdas de Zumba, tus días como maestra de Zumba, que te hace cantar o bailar. Esta canción de Zumba se llama um, La Rumbita. Está muy um, divertida bailar con esta canción. Muy bien. Y la última pregunta que tengo es si no tuvieras que trabajar, ¿qué harías con tu vida y con el tiempo adicional? Si no tuvieras que trabajar nada más. Pararía mucho, mucho, mucho más y pasaría con mi familia y tal vez viajar. ¿Tienes un, un país hispanohablante favorito? ¿Un país que quieres visitar o en que quieres vivir? Un día voy a viajar a Costa Rica o Colombia. ¿Y por qué Colombia o Costa Rica? Quiero um, viajar a Colombia porque la cultura es especialmente de afrodescendientes en Colombia y la festival de música. ¿Cuál ciudad? ¿Tiene una ciudad específica como Cartagena? Sí, mm -hmm. Cartagena. Danny, muchas gracias. Thank you so much for taking time to share your experience. I know that you have inspired someone that has heard their voice in your story. So thank you for sharing your experience. And just to kind of close this out, if somebody is thinking about joining the Spanish Consalsa community, joining our Fluency Club, and they're on the fence, they're not 100% sure if they should sign up, they're a little skeptical, they don't know if it's going to work for them, what would you say to that person? I would say, in all honesty, you have nothing to lose. It's worth it. Vale la pena. It's worth it. It's fun. The best, they're the best. Tamara Marie is a genius. She put together a beautiful program. Glad me. <laughs> and she has a great team. Everyone I've worked with made this fun, easy, made me feel comfortable. They're, they've been, like you said, kind, um, encouraging, insightful, very wise. They, the way they put together each lesson, incorporate fun. They can be in a class when you're a beginner. And a teacher can spot it or a coach can spot it. Sometimes they, they, they work with you. They may not call you first. I've noticed that. I'm like, thank you for calling me last. And then if, you know, they, they, they gauge. They're good at gauging each student. And, and it, it's been a welcoming environment. So I say go for it. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. Everything to gain and then some. And I did not pay her to call me a genius. I'm just, for the record. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I, I definitely appreciate the, the compliment. Gracias. De nada. 
I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Danny. I do have to say that she has been one of our most consistent members in our community, and I've seen her week after week complete her her check-ins with our team, make sure she's staying on track, and even if she's not able to do 100% of what she plans, she makes sure that every week she gets something done. And that's the consistency that you really need if you want to get fluent in the language. Now, if you're thinking that you might want some help with your consistency, you want a community to kind of go along this ride with you because, you know, learning a language, especially if you want to master it and learn to fluency and you're not just dabbling in it and sort of playing around. If you really want to speak Spanish and you're serious about improving your conversation skills, it can be so helpful to have a community of support around you. And uh, that is why we... At Spanish Con Salsa, we started our Spanish Fluency Club. Now, this is our membership program. Not only does it include an element of uh, conversation practice where you get to practice speaking Spanish with our team uh, and with other learners right alongside you in a friendly, non-judgmental environment. Uh, as Danny mentioned, everyone on our team is very welcoming. So even if you are super nervous about speaking Spanish and it hasn't been something you've done consistently in the past, uh, we have this opportunity available uh, to help you uh, just kind of get over those nerves, right? Like that shake it off, right? Get past that initial hump and the intimidation of the idea of sitting down with a native speaker and not knowing what to say. So we coach you through that. We give you several resources to help you prepare for conversations and make sure you get regular practice. We also provide expert uh, language coaching. So we really help you identify what your goals are. Because like I mentioned in my conversation with Danny, you know, depending on what you want to do with the language and where you want to take it, who you want to communicate with, you may have to focus on very, very different things. So, and also depending on your current level, right, where you are, some people are better with grammar. Some people really need to work on their pronunciation. So we really help you assess all that and help you uh, develop um, all those skills, especially your areas of weakness. So we offer coaching, you get that consistent conversation practice, and you also get access to our course library. As you know, we have our flagship course, the Learn Spanish with Music course. You'll have access to that as well as our courses that help you with your conversation skills, your pronunciation and grammar. So there's really a lot in there. I can't go through all the details now, but if you are interested, um, make sure you go to our website at SpanishQuanSalsa.com slash join. That's SpanishQuanSalsa.com slash join. You'll find all the information about our membership. Now, if you're not sure if this is for you or you have additional questions after you check out our website or, or if you just want to talk to someone on our team to, to see if maybe the membership is for you or maybe you need to do more one-on-one -on -one language coaching or maybe there's another course that will work better for you right now, just book a call with our team. We'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, you can go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash chat. So that's SpanishConSalsa.com forward slash chat so that you can schedule time to chat with our team and find out what your needs are and if the Spanish Fluency Club is right for you. Now, we are only opening the doors for this week. So it's, you know, April 19th now. So the doors will open for one week. So we close April 26th at 10 p.m. Eastern. And that is a firm deadline. You know, we always get emails after, hey, I was really interested in joining and, uh, you know, uh, but I just missed the email and, you know, now it's 
No. <laughs> uh, we do have a firm deadline because we really do work on matching everyone up into their conversation groups. We want to make sure everyone gets started. We have a lot to coordinate behind the scenes, so we have to have a deadline. And I will let you know that this is actually the last time that we will have the um, opportunity to join open at it, the current price. So we will be raising the price the next time around because we realize we're providing so much value. Uh, it's not often that you can get group and one-on-one support for the rate. So it really is a steal. So if you're, you've been thinking about it or if you missed our last opportunity to join back in January and you're thinking, maybe I'll do it later, now is really the time because you can lock in that low rate for lifetime. So SpanishQuantalsa.com slash join. If you know that this is something you've been putting off and you really need the support to get fluent in Spanish, we will help you make progress over your first 90 days in the membership. You'd be surprised how much progress you can make in 90 days. And we're going to help you reach your goal. So we're going to help you set a goal and reach your goal in that first 90 days of your membership. So if you also want to talk to our team, don't forget, you can always book a call. We'll hop on Zoom or if you prefer doing uh, audio, you don't have to turn your video on. No worries there. But if you want to book some time to chat with a member of our team to find out which option is best for you, if it's the Fluency Club or one-on-one coaching or maybe just a self-study course, just go to SpanishQuinsalsa.com slash chat. As always, I hope something you heard in this episode has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 